It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the Columns Hotel at 8311 St. Charles Avenue. Hi, welcome to Happy Hour. I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans, and you'll also get to meet the sixth funniest person in New York City. You'll also get to hear some live music. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already. So let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together, my special guests here this afternoon are Michael Dubari, or Dubari, who's not a conspiracy theorist. He's a conspiracy factualist, he tells me, who eats, breathes, sleeps, and teaches conspiracies. This is Michael's second appearance on Happy Hour. On the show last October, he predicted the United States economy would be wiped out by Christmas and we'd all be living on homegrown vegetables by now. So it'll be interesting to see how we combat that. Chris True is the creator of the Airsex World Championship Competition and co-founder of the new movement Improv Comedy Theatre in Austin, Texas and now right here in New Orleans with a brand new theatre at 1919 Burgundy Street in the Marigny. Chris is also the co-host of True to the Game, New Orleans' first badass sports show right here on itsneworleans.com. What's up? Hello. Also joining us is the sixth funniest person in New York City, John F. O'Donnell, who's appearing at the New uh, Movement Theater, I believe, uh, very soon. John is the creator of the Comedy Records Live from Outer Space. He's the writer and star of the Funny or Die YouTube series Comedy Traffic School. And last year was chosen to be a part of the coveted New York Times Comedy Challenge, where he came in sixth place out of six contestants. Congratulations and welcome to Happy Hour and welcome to New Orleans, John. Good to see you. Thank you, man. Jeremy Walton is an economic and community development consultant, having lived all over the United States, pursuing such interests as waiting tables and selling used furniture. Jeremy moved to New Orleans three years ago to pursue a master's degree in urban planning. Good move. How's it working out? It's okay. Okay. And on the piano is the lovely, charming, talented, and gorgeous Mitch Foreman. Yes, thank you very much, Mitchy. Gorgeous, Mitch. How are you, Mitch? Very well, very well. Very well. What have you been doing in the last week since we saw you? Been doing any television, film, or uh, pantomime? Uh, zero pantomime. Hey, Chris, and you can order a drink. A little bit of writing for TV. A little ah. bit of lear learning how to play a Hammond B3. That was yesterday's job. Why is that? What are you doing with a Hammond B3? I'm going on the road with some. Uh, I'm doing a little tour. Mm -hmm. Who with? With Chuck Loeb. Oh, Chuck Loeb. Friend. Oh, that'll be good. So that's a real jazz, straight ahead jazz thing. Straight ahead jazz, but I'm playing organ, and I've never really put, don't tell the, don't tell. Don't tell anyone else in the band. <laughs> any of the customers, or anyone else in the band, that I've really never played B3 with no bass player, so it's. Well, so you have to cover the left hand of the bass and everything. Oh, well, that's going to be pretty interesting. And, and pedals and, and they stuff. Have pedals so I spent the evening watching, wow. like, uh, Jimmy Smith YouTube videos and stuff. Well, that's, cool. a, that's a good way to learn. Yeah. It's never too late. Michael, I see no. you've written some little notes down here in yeah. your little pad, and it's, you bought your own water. Did you bring your own water to a bar because you don't trust the water here, or what? Uh, yeah, true. Mm -hmm. What do you think's in the water at the Collins Hotel? I'm not sure if it's filtered, so if it wasn't, it'd have fluoride in it, and maybe up to as many as 300 different chemicals. So where do you get your water? Uh, reverse osmosis. We'll probably go to any you know, place where it's heavily filtered. Okay. You know, we get pure water. Jeremy, you're in the urban planning game now, right? Is, I am. Is he right then? Is that all the water that we're drinking is all screwed up? I don't know that it's screwed up. I don't think he's wrong about there being uh, chemicals in it. But, you know, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of things in the water that we have. I think they were finding Oxycontin and all sorts of trace elements of drugs that people throw down the toilet. 
whenever people come and visit me, I always tell them not to drink the water from the faucet. But sometimes I drink the water from the faucet if if times are tough and there's no other kinds of water around. There, I said it. You've done it. <laughs> yeah. And how are you? How are you? What should he do about that, Michael? Is there any hope for him? <laughs> well, uh, if you want to get detoxified, there's plenty of ways that you can go ahead and do that. But I mean, it's a proven fact. I mean, fluoride is rat poisoning. Uh, fluoride, uh, they say, and this is a fundamental thing. This is one of those what the, you know, that you look at. You can say fuck it. You can say fuck mm-hmm. it. Okay. You can say it's what the fuck. I mean, here we have. There's no need for that kind of language. You, can, you, know, <laughs> you may want to switch which word you emphasize, like emphasize yeah. the F well, word. It'll certainly make the dialogue a lot more interesting. You want to try it again? Sure. Um, but fluoride, so you have to. Terp, you can do it for the, me. You have to ask. You have to go ahead and, and ask this fundamental question. Okay. What right? And I don't care what fluoride does. It says like, extensively it's there to you know, fight Mr. Tooth Decay. Well, you do care what it does or you'd be drinking it. Well, they say it's to fight Mr. Tooth Decay. Mm-hmm. Say it's a, you know, it's a preventive. It's a medicine. Right. Okay. Well, then the first question should pop up into someone's mind is, well, what right does the government have to mass medicate the populace with anything? They're not doctors. So what is fluoride? And if you look at it, it is the byproduct of the aluminum well, yeah, and but fertilizer that's manufacturing that comes industry. Across, like, you know, they iodize salt so that we don't get any goiters anymore. That's the reason there's iodine. And Again. Salt. It's not necessarily government mandated. I don't know why they... I, no, no, they are mandating know. it now. They're actually so, passing laws that make it a law that it has to go salt. in. But here's, here's the fundamental problem. With if you don't eat salt, you, you get a if goiter. You, if you goiters. look at where fluoride come from, it comes from, it's from a. It's a toxic waste. It comes from the fertilizer and and and, and uh, uh, aluminum manufacturing industry. There are laws against dumping it in our ocean. Are there? Why would there be a law against dumping it in the ocean if it's in the drinking? It's highly water? toxic. If you, we went down to the Why hardware store right now, well, that's good. Thank you for asking that obvious question. But you know, I don't. I don't. I don't drink. I, I drink regular tap water every day. Out of the faucet, but not from the bathroom faucet, because I find that for some reason drinking it out of a bathroom faucet is just a little... That's your mental problem. It's a little... Cre- but out of the regular faucet, and if it is so toxic, I mean, apart from... I, I, I don't know, I feel pretty healthy. And I look pretty... You look here, fantastic. I'm alive. Thank you so that's, much. That's, yeah, you look great. I mean, I, if it is that toxic... That's a matter of opinion, but here's what it's all about. Okay, and then again, that here's I'm alive what it's all and healthy? Or okay, the, the here's what it's all about. What, what is it all about? an accumulative poison. It is a soft kill weapon. If you look at when it was first Holy used... Holy shit, soft kill weapon is my new favorite type of weapon. <laughs> it you is. Know what I mean? If you look it's at a what soft it, kill weapon. Well, you know, these are heavy it's subjects and we can make fun of them, but the fact is, yeah. it's a what the fuck. Yeah, but it's a comedy podcast. You what know, the so fuck I have are they doing putting rat poisoning in our water? Why does the government have the ability to do this? Why do they do it? And when you look at it, well, we voted the first in. time it was ever used, and this is in the Nuremberg trials. Nuremberg. Was Where the, was that? In the Nuremberg. Nuremberg, you're not thinking Nuremberg. of that. Nuremberg trials. Right after World War II, the Nazi Thank trials. You. That's what we're talking about. It I was used by the Nazis. I just like to know something about history and say on the prisoners. I can say the Nazi the first. Podcasts go really well and everybody talks over each other, right? That's like rule number one. The Nazis used fluoride on people in concentration camps. As a way to find out what could mass medicate them to make them easier to handle. Your IQ in this what, is What about a machine records. gun, barbed wire, in clinical starvation, records, that usually your works. Your IQ drops an average of 20 points ingestion of fluoride. Your IQ drops 20 points. That explains the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and the prisoners <laughs> are so stupid. And the prisoners were more Thank docile God you're the only guy easier to handle. Look it up. 
everything I say <laughs> I, is factual. Wait, this is okay. from this is from fluoride intake exclusively. Yes. I I have a very serious question. So so floor, so is it is it the fluoride like, like even if you had like fluoride mouth like mouthwash if you just gargle it and spit it out it still can affect you. It, it, well, that's a funny thing. Here's another question. If, if, if it's for our teeth, why do they put it in our drinking water? Why are we drinking it? It's not supposed to be internal. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I understand. I, it's I, an accumulative poison that builds up in your joints. There's no way your body so naturally flushes my, my itself. Thought, so 30, yes, 40 John. years later, you start getting sore with all okay. your joints and cancer. Fair, fair enough. I'm not even saying that that's not true, but why, why does the government put it in there? Well, why did the Nazis put it in the, the prisoners? Well, we know the answer to, to why make them more docile and easier uh, to handle. So the oh, government so is. I'm, just, I'm literally asking you, Michael. Relax. We're all having fun here. Um, you literally, it's the government. It's kind of like it's thought out. They're like, okay, we're going to put these trace elements in here so we can make our entire population more docile. Like there's like a secret department of like water fucking docility. It certainly would seem that way, wouldn't it? Well, can I, can I ask I mean, you I've, asked, him, I've well, asked him why yeah, they're putting rat poisoning on our water. If you go down well, to the hardware store. Sure, sure. No, I agree. Like, you know, I know all these things. I know there's all this bullshit in the water. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that. But what I'm saying is, do you really think that there is a... Con- I'm asking. I'm not making a judgment on it. you think there's a conscientious collective effort of people that are like, we need to keep these people docile. We are consciously twirling our mustaches to put bad stuff the in the water. The Rockefellers funded the Eugenics Society. Sure. The Eugenics Society is the parent society to the Pan Parenthood. Oh, are, mean, you, are you against Planned Parenthood? Is that a conspiracy? Yes. To do what? Uh, basically, Planned Parenthood is something that would be breaking up the family to promote uh, one... one how does contraceptive advice to young women break up a family? Now, you understand that every program that they fund both has a good side and a bad side. There, will, there are things that parenthood will do that will be good. Okay. But on the back end, it is a eugenics program. It's a eugenics it was program. Called, it's it was called eugenics the Eugenics pro- Society. It's only a eugenics program if it's instituted by a government. In their own world. But Michael, but Michael, wouldn't it be better if there were just white people? <laughs> <laughs> They seem to think so, but it goes beyond that. <laughs> but it goes beyond. Or actually, that. wouldn't it be better if there were no white people? To be honest, yeah, there's, 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 seriously, white people are like soulless but devils, this, don't you think? This I mean, doesn't it suck to be white? Do you ever wake up, Michael, in the morning and you're like, "I'm white again"? Fuck. <laughs> are you ever like that? Uh, no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm, what do you think I'm, about like? Do you think that the? You think that the government? put crack on the moon in order to kind of like uh, make sure that like Iran wasn't selling weapons? Well, they certainly put it in the neighborhoods of, our, <laughs> cool. of uh, Los Angeles. I mean, that's documented. Yeah, yeah The biggest yeah. drug dealers in the world no, are the United I mean, States government. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the government sucks. I mean, do you think, what do you think? Um, Why does the government suck? Uh, because, I don't know, they don't have our best well, and interest which in government? Are you talking, like, national government? All government. Or state, I'm, talk, I'm, talking about Mike, I'm talking about Michael's shadow government. That's what I'm Michael's, talking about. That, that one does they suck. Are it sounds so like shitty. they you know some really I mean? bad things They're on fucking with our water. They're putting crack on the moon. I'd like to point out that I was a senior class president in Covington High School in 1999. That's awesome. That's great. Most corrupt government ever documented. <laughs> Worse than current Chicago. <laughs> I was elected vice president, but, uh, but I am now currently serving as president of the class 99 because our elected president Kyle Taylor Primes uh, a couple of years ago at our 10-year reunion he refused to he refused to honor our class by giving us a reunion that we can all be proud of so I did it and I just want everyone to know that 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 
I am not corrupt, and I am senior class of 1999 president of Covington High School, so, so lay off me. Christopher, Christopher, and you're claiming to still hold that title 10 years after the fact? I showed, I showed up at, okay, first of all, Kyle tried to have a reunion, and he tried to, and it was going to cost everyone $100, so I said, don't go to his re- reunion, come to mine. Kyle, come to mine, and let's have a debate and see who should be the president. Everyone came to my reunion no one went to his, and he didn't show up. He didn't answer the 10 counts, so my hand was raised. I am now officially the senior class of 99, senior class Chris, president. Chris, we, we got photographs that will bring you down. <laughs> bring it on, Michael. Yeah. Anyone listening That's to this, like, bring it on. I'm not scared of anything. So, I'm screaming in the Collins Hotel right now. Kyle seems like a real dick, and clearly he picked on Chris a lot in high school, and Chris has not necessarily gotten over it completely. Now, true story, in eighth grade, I was elected president of the National Junior Honor Society for real, for fucking real. real. You didn't do a power grab like, then, like true, Chris. True, you really no, Yeah, were for real, elected. fucking voted by the people. But then, true story, my behavior got so bad by the time I got to high school that I was the only student in my high school that had the grade point average to get into National Honor Society, but did not get in for strength of character purposes. <laughs> what the wow. fuck? Wow. measure of strength of wow. character? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, that's like, like how did they measure this woman that? said to me, I was like, I got the grades, and like, Miss White goes, well, you do you really right, think but he's a real asshole? Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't this world be better if Miss White didn't exist? <laughs> that was a callback from before. Chris True, <laughs> knocking it down, new movement theater, son. Mm. Nola. Let's talk a little bit about the new movement theater in a minute, but, but, but first, Chris's alter ego is a guy called Terp Tuitt. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Terp Tuitt. Uh, I, like, I like rap songs, and I decided to make rap songs, and, the, and then and my, my online handle was always Terp Tuitt for all my random accounts here and there, and so that's, that's what my rap alter ego is, and then all of a sudden, people were like, hey, I kind of like this, and then so I kept making albums, and I've, I've done a handful of semi high profile shows but i haven't done it um i haven't released an album in over a year so it, are we about to play a song let's, t- let's listen to something from Terp to it yes this is from the last album called half man half beard if i may if i may <laughs> if i may say this yes. thing about what is about to happen you know what i'm gonna make our audience wait until after the song is over and then you're gonna explain the story well, well i just want or, everyone to know what happened because i'm really proud okay of it. let's take a listen to it and then we'll come back and Make some sense of it. Number one jam of the year. Okay, half man, half beard. All access passed to the man of the year. Find you, I did it right here. LSU campus, can this be written? Sirs and madams, switch pants and skirts, even Adam hurts when I don't travel. Hurts when I do, rent worst available, hold shirts, brushes, dude. Make a stew, sip straw up through. Very obviously, I'm mixing up, man, see true. At LSU.edu, an impenetrable wall, not a thing goes through. Uh, man, I'm a man, half man, half beer. Always on time when my schedule will my beard now touch my face fill the sink up with warm water 
Shaving cream on the top shelf. Get a razor with a fresh blade. Doesn't matter if we make blood. All that matters is we have fun. And doing this is fun. Everybody, can you feel the fun? Now I can feel the sharpness on my baby's skin, yes. One stripe ain't enough, it's incredible to the touch, yes. Loose hairs getting everywhere. Don't let it on the toothbrush. Cause if the hair gets there, you might grow a beard inside your damn mouth. Ouch. Man, I'm a man. Half man, half beard. Always on time when my schedule's clear. Man, I'm a man. Half man, half beard. Half of the time I'm on edge, I fear. Man, I'm a man. Half man, half beard. Never a time I'm not the man right here. To waste, I'm on permanent fly. Ask Chase, they can't catch me, which is part of their name, and they can't bank. I'll write a check so hot it flames. You'll get paid another day. Today, yes, rain. Glasses, nuts, the contact lens. Put more pressure on the ocular area. Time's up, put some turf in your butt. Ding dong, doorbell, getting rung, I'm snuff. I got a puff, it's large and crunk. It's a turf to it, song pumped up in a Mack truck. 18 wheel, peel in the parking lot. High school reunion, look what I got. Goals achieved, I did Disney. And I still bring me up so everybody remembers me. Man, I'm a man, half man, half beard. Always on time when my schedule's clear. Man, I'm a man, half man, half beard. Half of the time I'm on edge, I fear. Number one jam of the year, Terp to it, and half man, half beard. Beautiful. Thank you. When we released this album, I just want everyone to know that uh, we decided to shave half of my beard on stage in the middle of the performance. So I shaved off half of my beard, and and then and then we released the album, and then I had to wait patiently and not do anything for seven months while my grew, while my beard grew back. So, so you've got a giant beard that took seven months to grow back. Yes, as long as it is now. I had to, I had to, I had to wait in the closet while the beard grew back. And did the people, did. Did the people in the audience appreciate the um, sacrifice you made for the? They show? did. The, the people opened their mouths, and I sprinkled beard hair inside of them. <laughs> Why nice. not? Very nice. hair raising experience. Really. I agree, uh, Michael. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. So, hey, Turp, let's um, let's talk about improv for a minute. Sure. Okay. So the whole theater scene in New Orleans has been falling apart. The Le Petit Theater closed down basically, or has closed down indefinitely. It's going to reopen as a half a restaurant, half man, half beard, half restaurant, half theater. And <laughs> Too many halves, Grant. Southern, Too many halves. Southern reps closed completely in the canal place. It's going to be the Gap or something. 
That sounds like a fun place to watch and, shows. And you, you've opened a theater this week, in fact. Yeah, we just opened up the new movement. It's a comedy theater at 1919 Burgundy. We have shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We teach improv and sketch comedy classes. And last week was 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 went really well. We were on the cover of the Gambit. We got a lot of uh, a lot of nice coverage. You were there on Thursday night yes, for the I first was. ever show in that building. I loved it. I was very impressed with the whole thing. The the building is great. The theater space is great, and. And the whole improv thing is something I don't think we've seen that here before in New Orleans. It's a whole new... Probably not not that type of improv, for sure. Like, Can you sort of... So you teach improv, and you also perform. And so there's a, there's a permanent troupe? And yeah, yeah. I, I, I perform most often with Tammy Nelson, who is also my lady of choice, and my performer partner of choice, and my roommate of choice. We, we we do a show together, but I but we all perform with everyone all the time. But um, but yeah, we we, we teach a, a five level structure. It takes about a year to go through the entire program. And so, people, just tell people who don't know what improv is, sort of basically the sure people get up on stage and they do comedy. That's 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 where they 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 don't know what they are going to do now. What what the what most people think of when they hear about improv is is like a short form improv show, or where it's like whose lines in any way where it's like a short form game. We're getting up there and essentially improvising plays, or we're improvising an episode of Saturday Night Live. So there's reoccurring characters, and there's you know there's relationships and things like that. So we simply just don't plan it ahead of time because we all prefer to. We all prefer to live on the wild side. So when the show starts, you don't have a clue what's going to happen? Do you have some sort of basic script? We don't like know anything. You... We just know who we have to work with, and we know what everyone's strengths are. It's a lot like this radio show thing. Just it's a throw lot, it out there. It's a lot like this radio show. This is a show. kind of improv, I suppose. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, but Except what... our comedy doesn't, won't, won't hurt you. Well, this this is, radio show could hurt you. This is, well, this is dangerous. Because the truth could hurt. Actually, good, good improv is amazing, but bad improv is worse for you than fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably, <laughs> probably. Hey, Thank so, you, John. So, John, so are you part of the improv troupe? You're here from New York City, right? I'm a stand-up comedian. You, you, so I you come and do a stand-up show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a stand-up comedian, and Chris was cool enough to, uh, you know, have me come down to, uh, you know. So the theater's going to have stand-up guys visiting like this, like seriously good. Pretty comedians. often, yeah. And and if I may say, I, I I'm close with John at this point because whenever we take the Air Sex Championships to New York. John's always one of our judges when we go there. Okay. So I'm very familiar with John's style, and now John's here for our second big weekend of being open. I'm fucking thrilled, man. And getting to be one of the judges for the air sex competition is so much fun. So you for anyone listening to... who didn't hear you last time on the show, where well, you get a very full description of air sex, maybe John can run through about what the yeah, air sex competition basically, is. Basically, we've all heard of Air Guitar World Championships where people simulate playing the guitar. Well, Chris True figured out that a take on that that's fucking... And righteous would be the air sex competition where you get to watch people simulate the sex act live all over the country. Christopher goes to all of these different places, and after the first round, then there's regional championships where people get to go to, the, and then they get to go to the finals in Austin, and it's fucking cool. And whenever he comes to New York, I get to be one of the judges. We did it at this place called the Mercury Lounge. We did it at Music Hall in Williamsburg. It's pretty is righteous, it, and I'm like really a, good on snarking on people. Is it a two-person thing or three, or is three, it just so three judges? Oh no, right. well, it can be. Oh, you mean the sex act? Well, people? yeah. No, I mean because I can simulate sex alone. But well, I, that's what you should do sex. if you're in the show, <laughs> Please, because. 
because <laughs> it's, a it is not, show. <laughs> it's not the dry humping championships. That's a very That's tacky, low-class show. It's yeah, the air sex championship, which is a very high-class, brilliant show. It's a bit show. more sophisticated. Yeah, that dude, Kyle, so, that he went to high, <laughs> that dude, Kyle, he went yeah. to high school with, he does the, uh, the air hump. He's the humping guy. He does the humping uh, show. Don't remind me. <laughs> So that was like, from before with Kyle, remember? Way too old for <laughs> programs. Oh, I should have high-fived you for the callback. Okay. So, so, John, how did you get to be the sixth funniest person in New York City? All right, can we do... Okay, hold on a second. Wait, <laughs> Let's go right. back. Way to make this fucking New York Times thing sound like shit, bro. Thanks a lot, Grant. JK. But anyway, what I'm I, saying... The sixth funniest person in New York is a pretty good deal. There's no, like, it is. It's actually 18 awesome. million there people. Are, there are, there are. Or 8 million, whatever. But, oh, 8 million, but, is uh, it? <laughs> or whatever it is. Whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Like, I love that go I'm with like, it's 8 million, Grant. Yeah. Fuck you. I can't handle you not being right on that. But uh, the thing is about it, bro... Is, yeah, it was, this, it was this interesting sort of thing where you get to tell one joke, it was featured in the New York Times, but it was like... But you, everybody, get, you get invited to be on that thing, though, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they basically, they from a lot of people, they chose whatever. But you know, you know who won? No. Fucking Jim Gaffigan. You know what I mean? Do we know him? Jeremy? Uh, no, no idea. No. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> do you not? Do you a know lot who of people is? know who I'm. No. I know. Who no, Michael. Uh, well, well Jim he, is a pretty huge comedian. He's huge. <laughs> well, he's like the star of is a sitcom. Well, and yeah, he's not. I mean, he's not fucking Collins Hotel huge. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's but not he's, big uh, enough to get back here he in the back not, room. He has not fucking broken through the walls of the fucking columns. But I tell you who in likes certain company, circles. He's Mitch a good Forman. dude. Mitch, do you know this guy? I've heard. I do. I've heard of him. Jim Gaffigan. Well, anyway, what, what anyway, he, he did not need to be in this competition, right. is what I'm saying. He has over like 100,000 or more Twitter followers, so I think he just but threw out one tweet. doesn't that make it serious, though? Yeah, if yeah, a yeah. guy no, like that. No, it's fucking great. It's just cool because now I can, you know, it's this New York Times credit, so it's nice. Yeah, I'm you still mired in Lenny yeah. Bruce and uh, Carlin and uh, Bill Hicks. Jimmy. Yeah, 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 they're some of the best. Hey, um, Jimmy Gaffigan and, and Lenny Carlin, I'm calling you both out. I'm calling you both out. <laughs> Come on this show and, and fight me. Lenny Carlin. <laughs> that would be a eugenics project I'd be down with, dude. You know what I mean? A fucking Lenny Bruce, George Carlin hybrid fucking mega mutant comedian, bro. Oh, yeah, bring it on, man. Throwing a bit of Mitch Hedberg on top of there. The fucking absurdist oh, linguistic breakdown of the world, man. Tapped in with the fucking social satire. Finger on the pulse of America that Bill Hicks was. Bad, Throwing some fucking Lenny Bruce heroin. And you got yourself some fucking <laughs> jokes. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking the sixth funniest thrilling. comedian in New York City. I'm gonna fucking bring something to this podcast. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> do you, hey, do you do you have a joke? I'm not gonna bit out on you. Come bro. on, what are we just fucking aliens? Do That's you, like asking somebody do to do a thing they don't want to do. Do you tell jokes? I don't, I don't tell jokes. I fucking evoke my fucking cock, my fucking essence of my fucking charcoal kicked in the fucking teeth by life. Fucking I'm going to protect Johnny F. O'Donnell here and say that John shouldn't have to tell a joke right now. John that, has been consistently funny and truthful this entire time, and the jokes are in the truth. And if anyone wants to see John on stage, then you should download his EPs because this dude does a bunch of... He, he like records his own EPs not like in your room, like at a show, and then you have them all for download on your site, which is, uh, you know, I, I live I'm a from big, outerspace.com. That's right. Great news. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of people who hustle, and this dude's uh, this dude's a hustle. He's hustler. great. Well, I'm, I'm no fucking international entrepreneurial Chris True, but I'm trying my best, you know? These, yeah, these Live From Outer Space EPs are cool. It's like people download them, they're separate 15 to 20 minute sets, people dig them. It's like, it's like the Radiohead pay what you want model. You know, people can take them for free, but if they have cash, they can, 
you know, contribute to it. You know, it's, it's kind of mm. open source kind of movement. You know, it's what you have to do to monetize your shit these days in this fucking information age. We're basically yeah. fucking beta monkeys in this data information age. Do you have, any, do you, do you have management or I any totally crap? Jeremy, go I, ahead. Well, I wasn't paying attention. I, I was. Oh, well. Sorry, you yeah, want to you do yeah, yeah, start again? Was, was, was beta monkeys. Beta and the, monkeys, and then you check in back in. data information That was the end of it. And then you check back in. You were thinking about fluoride is taking effect then. Yeah. Thank you very much. Were you thinking about something else, Jeremy, or you reading? No, no, not it was just washing I was over. Thinking him. about monkeys. And it was just, right. it was just yeah. my words it was, were it was washing a, over. Him. Call, we call you the asleep third. Really. He's an urban planner. He was thinking about roads and trees and <laughs> sewage and stuff. We haven't like even that. talked about mm. urban planning yet. And the first, be- I want to come back and talk about the end of the world in a minute. I actually, want you Mike. to talk more about me, Grant. J.K. Go ahead, okay. talk to Michael. <laughs> I want to talk about the end of the world, but before we do that, we're going to have a song from Mitch Foreman. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Just to cool things down a little bit here. <laughs> wow, okay? it's crazy out there. Just everybody hey, uh, relax. I hope this show is in stereo because there's so much going on. It'd be good to. Yeah, we actually put, hear it. Yeah. Put people on the left and right. For the record, anyway. <laughs> me, I guarantee you the CIA and FBI yeah. are, got copies of this. Really? Uh-huh. I think they got a lot better stuff to <laughs> have, you ordered your, have you ordered your FBI file? Or no? Because uh, you can just order them. They yeah, get it to you like 10 days yeah, later. I, I try to have as little months, contact probably. with them as possible. You know, I don't, I don't like rattling their cage. I feel like Jeremy, maybe you should just order. more than that. Jeremy, okay. Jeremy, well, you should, but, you know, you can just order you know, And I'm not shy. Worms I just opening. don't want them to know what address to send Pandora's to. box yeah. unlocking. I'd like to point out that I recently tried to open up a bank account here in New Orleans at a... Um, not a traditional big bank, like, like, like one of the local good guy banks, yeah. at least kind of good guy banks. And then I gave them my social security number, and then they went, they went you, don't, you, you have no identity. Wow. And then I got up and left. So I what? still have no identity, everybody. Wait, what's, you got a beard. What are you talking about? Do you pay taxes? I wanted the person who asked me that, who I was dealing with, I wanted them to think that I was a ghost because I just got up and left. Uh, because they put my numbers in there, and, and you don't exist. You don't they don't have, exist. Wait, 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 wait. So you'd rather just like mess with their head a little bit with like a quick joke than find out why you're supposed to be security? Well, I haven't, well, I haven't <laughs> had a I haven't had a bank account you or a car robbed the place. in like seven years. How what do you do when you get paid? I just cash a check, you know, or I get you paid go to the cash. check cash place with the ace check cashing people. Yeah, I don't care. I'll, they can have six dollars of my check, and I'm going to live. I'm going to live pretty nicely. So, so, when, you, so when you go, like, um, suppose you like were to open a theater, for example, which must cost a bit of money. You what do that without it? a bank account? Well, we have a, I mean, we have a business. I mean, yeah. my per, I, that I'm, has a bank account. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have a personal bank account. Right, Just as well, because you don't have account. a social security number, you don't exist. I do not exist. There's only three people on this podcast. That's weird. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. This is a great song by Mitch. Yes. Here it Mitch, comes. Yeah, Mitch, like what it? are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Reunion. Okay.
Alex Foreman, Reunion. Now, who wrote that song? Was that uh, Wayne Shorter? No, I actually wrote that song, and it was on, it was a title song on a uh, Gary Burton, Pat Metheny record. From Gary Burton, Pat Metheny, that's where I've heard that. I thought it was with Wayne, when you were playing with the Wayne Shorter Quartet, but it was the Gary Burton, Pat Metheny days. Yes, sir. Beautiful song. That was Mitch Foreman playing the piano. My other guests here today are Michael Dabari, who's a conspiracy factualist, not theorist. <laughs> Comedians Chris True, John F. O'Donnell, and urban planner Jeremy Walton. We're coming to you from the Collins Hotel. If you're coming to New Orleans and you're listening to this somewhere else and you're on the way here and you'd like to know something about getting a hotel or what to do while you're here, check in with our friends at neworleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. Mitch, that was so late. I finished the whole plug now. Uh, I know, but I, I forgot that I have a theme. I know you're supposed to be playing that under that. Well, you want to do it again? No, that's all right. I think if you're headed to... Oh, okay. Hey, listen, uh, I know... You can do I, it again if you want. Well, no, that's it. All right. I, I threw the piece of paper away. Okay, so listen, um, I'm going to go back, though, in time, not just 30 seconds ago, but um, to October last year. Hmm. Do you remember this? Sure. Let's yeah. listen back. What should have happened by then? By the Say We Will Meet Again at the beginning of next year in January yeah. of 2012, Michael Dabari, what should have happened? What would we expect to have, the revolution to have got to by then? And then we'll see how far we've got when we get back. Well, here. and uh, I'm using a... Um, it, uh, not Trotsky said this, but it was the, uh, but this quote, I can't remember who said it, it said, there are things that happen in history in a short span of time that hadn't happened for a long, long time. And we're heading into some changes in a very short period of time that <clears throat> I can't even uh, speculate on. I hope we get to that point. I hope I get to come back here and tell you Oh boy, we won! You know, we, are we, we going we, to see we, something? We see Hillary in jail. Oh boy, are we? Are we going to see anything by January when we? <laughs> oh yes, I think I think before the end. Okay. Of, I think before the end of this year, we're going to see okay, the economy so collapse. The economy is going to collapse by the end of this year. Yeah, okay, I so we've got. That. So should we do Christmas shopping or just blow that off completely? I, I, I buy as much silver and gold as I could and hoard some food. Okay, that was uh, October 2011, where, mm -hmm. Michael, you predicted that the economy would crash by Christmas. You, you, you make it, it sound like you're happy I'm, I was wrong. Do I sound happy right now? You know. Are I mean, you happy <laughs> that you were wrong? Oh, I'm uh, thrilled that I'm wrong. Gold prices know. went down, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah, well, they fluctuate, but believe me, yeah, they, they are controlled. So what, I had a lot of John. friends who, uh, you know, who purchased a lot of silver and did that, and they lost a lot of money on yeah. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Hang on, it'll go back up. Okay, All right. so Michael... Yeah. What went right? Well, the, the fact that at any time the economy can go south, because in fact... I could have a heart attack and die right well, now. Well, indeed, but we've been bankrupt since 1933. Well, can I ask, what? why did you say it was going to crash then? I mean, what, what, were, you, what were you thinking when you said it was going well, to crash? I, what were the reasons? Well, the reasons could be, again, it can happen at any time. But you time, didn't say it could, you said it would. So, what were you but thinking I, when you I said I was it wrong. Thank God. Yeah, no, I'm happy you, you know. were wrong, but too. But I see Jeremy's I asking, I think, but, why, but, but why, why, were you, why, why were you, you so convinced then that we were all going to be dead by Christmas? Well, it, it, I'm not dead by Christmas. I say and when this economy collapses, when something like a Katrina happens, when a disaster happens, let's say we have another well, fall. I was like actually event. curious about why you said that the economy was going to crash by January. Christmas. Christmas, sorry, Christmas. December. I was looking at, at the way things, the winds were blowing, and I say this could happen. This, I hope we can come back and say that, you know, right. we're still here. 
But the fact of the you matter hoping is, that Hillary we've been Clinton living on borrowed money for 100 years. We've been bankrupt since 1933. It's in the books. It's there. Oh, I mean, no, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think you're wrong on that. I just you know, think it's a bad idea to make Put a date on it. Right. So, oh, well, indeed. I, I don't like making predictions. I, say I like to stick with what we know already. I thought everything true. you said was a fact. It is. That's why you crossed out the word conspiracy theorist <laughs> on my notes and wrote factualist. Yeah. Well, indeed. So I that mean, wasn't a fact, though, because we're still here. No, but it was didn't speculation quite. at the time. I didn't say oh, it was Oh, so it should say conspiracy speculation. Well, you asked me what was going to happen. I gave you what was going to happen. You tell me what's going on, I'll tell you what's going on. Well, I on. thought if you were a conspiracy factualist That's and that all these conspiracies handy. are interlocking and they're no, going to have a result. Know, why talk of why we... Well, let me ask you this. Why are we attacking what I'm saying other than the evidence of the things I can bring up to say? Me, I don't mean jack crap. I am just a guy who reads a lot, does a lot of studying, watches a lot of documentaries, reads a lot of books, you name it, interviews people, talks to people. I go to uh, military contacts. I, I mean, I do a lot of investigation. I find okay. things out. What I know to be true, let's talk about the evidence. Who the hell I am, if I was right or wrong in the past, who gives a fat crap? All right. Well, I was wrong you, on that little subject. Some, I was wrong give, on that one it thing. It would give you some credibility. We talk about uh, uh, building number seven. Let's talk about that. What that's credibility? A fact. What, well, how do we know that's a fact? Because you said that it was going to be a fact that the whole economy was going to collapse. Did you look now, at anything I gave you from the last time I was here? Yes, I did. There was a okay. pink piece of paper and a yellow piece of paper, various colors. And did you go to the websites? Well, yeah, I probably did, but I was expecting the whole economy <laughs> to collapse, so I wasn't that concerned about whether it was going to be. Oh, I mean, bullshit. Uh, did you go to the website? <laughs> I don't remember. If you go I don't to, remember. Well, if I'd you have remember to look if you went, Google. because then you would be aware what the hell I'm talking about, okay. and you wouldn't be sitting here asking me stupid questions. I wasn't asking you a stupid question. Well, you were. In this sense, what was the if, question? You had gone to, if you had gone to the websites and seen the evidence. About what? Of building number seven falling, of the firemen that were there that day, the testimony, the countdowns, everything that was there and documented. We're, like, we're talking about news broadcasts. We're talking about, let's broadcasts just, make, let's just get one thing clear. We're talking about, we're talking evidence, about 9 11. We're talking about when yeah. the, the plane flew into the Can I World ask Trade what reminder of what the website is? Well, there's, there's tons of them, but Firefighters oh, well. for 9 11 Truth is the one I like the most because it's the firefighters that were there. You get okay. to see the film from that day. You hear the testimony, the, the blood, the dust, the dirt, the, the, and what they're talking about. You hear the bombs going off. You hear the countdown. The bombs. Yes. Well, I, 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 I want to say that I, um, I, 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 I played a conspiracy theorist in a, in a film last year. Like the, uh, They were remaking Slacker, the, the, the old Austin a classic movie, and they updated the JFK conspira- conspiracy theorist character with a 9-11 conspiracy theorist character, and that was me. And, they, and the director asked me to just pour myself into, um, into all the 9-11 conspiracy theories, and I did that, and my world is absolutely fucking Change. rocked. And, so, and, you, so you believe that the whole 9-11 was a conspiracy? There's a lot well. that I believed. It's okay. For real, total, real talk. There's a lot. Because uh, well, the, 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 the things that I saw were like this, this heartbreaking, like teary-eyed, super truthful testimony from some of these people who were there who were like, like and, 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 and please don't... Um, I will do my best to be to be as factual as possible. Um, I've had two Manhattans, old fashions, two old fashions, yeah. and that was a long time ago. But um, 
But I seem to remember there being all sorts of things where it's like people were asked to leave the building and they were like, get out of here right now. And the people were like, why? And they're like, you just got to get out of here right now. And then they left. And then all of a sudden, people who were around there heard things that exploded. And then also there was like the BBC um, news feed that had that reported on the building already being collapsed when it wasn't collapsed in the background yeah. of the same feed. Where it's right. like, so, but, so the theory here is that the government leaked, uh, you know, or, or not so, leaked, but like blasted okay. out that the building had fallen down before um, it had even fallen down because they knew 30 it was minutes going before to fall. it fell. They're right. talking about it falling down. Well, there's a difference. Are you saying that the news outlets are in the conspiracy? Absolutely. Or, well, or, or rather, could, well, or rather, know, could they not be? Or How rather, could they not be? I think be? an easier way to say it is that the news outlets weren't necessarily part of it, but that the news outlets were, were doing their job. They, and they were, they, they they were reporting on what they so were told I'm, to I'm report. This is what you read. They're not journalists. I'm curious, They're scriptwriters. It sounds like readers. you've done a decent amount of research on this one on this one thing, right? right? To be and, fair, it was this one thing, right? And that's fine. And then you've done a ton of research on a broad spectrum of it all ties in together. But, but my, so, well, yeah. that's what I'm curious about is that it, from what I've heard, you you've you've spent your time or, or in the last I don't know 40 minutes or whatever it is. Um, you, you've discussed just singular sorts of things, fluoride and 9-11 and all of these, and I don't, I don't claim to know any of what you, what you claim to know yourself. Um, but I'm curious why you would focus on individual things as opposed to a kind of broader... I mean, I haven't heard Trilateral a, a, Commission yet. A doomsday. You're talking about the doomsday well, scenario. No, but, but, well, then the, you know about the Trilateral of course Commission. I do. You know about the but, Bilderberg but the, Group. You know about the Bohemian and, and Grove. And I guess what I'm curious about is, is that I'm not, I'm not sympathetic to a lot of fluoridation theories or sympathetic to 9-11 theories, um, but I think there, there are some sympathies I have for broader conspiracies. I mean, the idea that they're... That they're Large interests. Oh, that, that, well, that, that wealthy people would well, get right. together and, and conspire to keep their wealth? Who'd ever think of that? Right. Well, and I'm just curious why, it, it, at least in the last 40 minutes, you've spent your time on fluoride and 9-11. But I think that, that if you, you – you know about this much more than I would, but I think that there's like a, a much Fluoride broader... and 9-11 sounds like the worst hip-hop group I've ever heard of. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, you want – it, I look at it as... <laughs> yeah, we're fluoride and 9-11, son. Conspiracy rappers. Knocking down tooth decay. Worse than anthrax. Talking about building nice. seven. None of these Bilderberg motherfuckers are gonna go to heaven. Why? They ruining the earth every day. Cause they just wanna keep their money. They hate everybody put shit in the food. They got a really bad attitude. Oh, the elites of this universe. They are goat fucking perverse. Yes, fluoride. Yes. That's what fluoride will do to you. Yo, I don't drink that fluoride, son. But to answer your question, the things that we talk about, you kind of look at the big picture. The dichotomy of this podcast. Okay, so what you're talking about, Jeremy. If I, all I heard was dichotomy, and that was such a good word for it. Monkeys, I think he beta said. Beta monkeys. Yes. Beta monkeys, I did hear that. That was earlier. Fucking Nova monkeys. So now what you're monkeys. saying there, Jeremy, what you're asking, Michael, I think, if I'm correct, is is there a larger conspiracy doomsday well, theory that the why, whole thing is interconnected, focus, and where are we going? Why focus on smaller aspects of it? If I my answer. That's, yes, no, yeah, I would love, you know, that, I'm interested. When you look at the bigger picture, the larger picture, you're talking about like who is heading in this, what are they doing, and why. 
Who is wow, it? Now, that's two good questions. Now, what are they doing and why? So you look at that. You could look at that. That's the suit. That's the cheap suit. 9-11's a thread hanging off of fluoride's a thread hanging from it. If you start picking at any and pulling at any one of these threads, this suit falls apart and leads right up to the big picture. Okay, well, you but, understand well, what, what, no, what... Let's go back I just hope it's not sentence. Nancy Pelosi's pantsuit, because I do not want to see her naked. Am I right? I'm wrong. Indeed. <laughs> Michael. You I wouldn't mind seeing her naked. Yeah, I don't... I don't you want to take a vote on that? that? No, you're voted by that. <laughs> yeah, I'd fuck her. <laughs> Michael, yeah, answer these two without much, in, without, <laughs> much in, without much enthusiasm. I'd have to just for the story. I mean, you know. Hey, I fucked Nancy Pelosi. No, 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 no. She's was... been fucking us a long time, but I wouldn't reciprocate. Boom, Michael. Wake <laughs> up on time. I like it. Michael, I'm going to come back and ask you these two questions again in just a moment. Because sure. you said them. What are they doing and why? Yeah. That's the two big questions. First of all, a song from Turk. <laughs> and what am I doing and why? Yes. <laughs> what, trying to do rap songs on the side. Why? Because I'm fucking... Let's get back uh, yeah. to the elites in a moment about why they're destroying the world. But first, first this song. some white dude with a beard doing rad hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Desire, a house that just blood. Two 
Okay, what's it all about? That song's called About, right, Terp? Yes, sir. Terp to it. And About, off the album? Half Man, Half Beard. Available now on iTunes. They got three albums. One, The Freshest Dude. Two, My Wiener Touches the Ceiling. And three, Half Man, Half Beard. They're all on iTunes right now. They're all available. Yes. Okay, so before we uh, play that song, I wanted to ask those two questions. And what were they again? What are they doing and why? Oh, yeah. First of all, uh, before we get onto that, what are they doing and why? Jeremy, why are you an urban planner? And what are you doing? I'm just a big fan of cities. I've lived, uh, I think, in the past 10 years in six or seven different cities. And, uh, you know, most of them here, a couple, I, I lived in Sarajevo, I lived in... Uh, Sarajevo? Bosnia. And uh, in the Netherlands. And, it's, you know, cities... Are, why, why New Orleans after all that? New Orleans, as far as I've seen, is the best city that I've ever lived in. I mean, New Orleans here, is... here. Yeah, right. It's it's a fantastic place. It's really, uh, you know, I'm American. I grew up here, so you know, I've got I'm a little partial to this country. But this is just completely out of the country. Just How did you discover Louisiana. New Orleans after all these places? Happenstance. It was it was completely random. Uh, what, so what happened? You woke up here? No, I did not wake up here. I decided <laughs> to come to school here, but I was trying to go to a couple of other places. And I just wound up in New Orleans, and I, don't, I mean, how long, you've been here 44 years, Grant, how long yeah. have you been here? 22. I've well, been here for uh, about 17 uh, days. Days. Right. <laughs> no, he's been here for a while. I've fr- been here I for like two days. You've been no, I am two from days. here. Oh, I was going to make a joke that I chose the wrong number. Yeah. I, was gonna, I meant to say like 30, or, well, I am 30, I meant to say like a, a number that wouldn't make sense, and I said a damn number that would damn make sense, or so I ruined <laughs> the whole it. damn yeah, thing. Yeah, really. The, the, so the thing that I think yes. about uh, New Orleans specifically um, as a city compared to every other place I've ever lived is that I think that there are places, in New Orleans there are rules and there are laws. And it's very important to follow the rules, but it's not necessarily important to follow the laws. So it's illegal to run a red light. But in New Orleans, that's not really against the rules. It's just against the law. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's against the... Red means speed up here to get through it. I think so. Um, You know, like, like taking a piss in the French Quarter, that's... Illegal, but it's also against the rules. So you really right, you're not shouldn't supposed to do, do that. it. No, that's gross. And I think that that a place that I mean, this is one of the toughest places you could ever live. Um, I've found like once you once you get to a place where you can't make any left turns at all, and you have to mm. you have yeah. to like figure that out, and then you realize that all right, fine, I can't make any left turns. All the streets that you've been making left turns on, or making U turns on, or whatever it is. You you you've been mispronouncing them for the past you know four yeah. months and you sound like a complete ass, you know because it's not. Burgundy, what are the uh, what are those Burgundy. what are those urban planning chicks like? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tell me about some urban. Yeah, planning no, I, I gas, can tell you son. about the urban planning chicks. Um, Do they look like Nancy Pelosi? Any of them? All right, God, can we they, stop, they were can we lucky. stop with the fucking they Nancy were Pelosi? Because every time we bring her up now, I just picture me fucking her from behind, and I don't care for it. Um, you know, it's funny because every time we brought her up, I pictured I pictured you fucking her from behind. Too. <laughs> that's I, just, just so, I couldn't get it out of my head. That's so weird. So what? So these urban planning chicks are sluts or what, man? 
It's a decent question. Yeah, Lee Fidwell. I, 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 you know, I, I don't think they're any sluttier than any other people out there. Come on, come oh, on, come on, be real, man. You really, you, you know, I know that you're like the, the dirty nitty gritty of it. No, you oh, take man. like sight plans and you put them on a on a long table and just lay them out, real long plans. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you ever fucking chick on blueprints? I, I think that's architecture. Yeah, come on, dude, get out of here, man. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So what is it? I don't know. What do you do with planning on? Gross. I mean, we could we, we could do it on master plans. It's awesome to hear somebody go. Uh, I think that's architecture. Yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting, dude. Shut up, <laughs> you fucking dick. Well, that's I'm just architecture. saying, you know, I don't if fuck you're any gonna of those be dirty architecture chicks. No, I if know. If you're gonna you're be, right. you know, speaking out loud, I feel like you should do I it intelligently. I agree, a hundred percent. Even if you're gonna do it in a funny way. I agree with you a gazillion percent. So what's it? What are they? What was the question then? What are those urban, what are those planning, urban chicks planning chicks like? like? I think okay, well, fair question. question. What are they like? <laughs> uh, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of bland he and want to say. interested well, in cock, I would say. As far as I could tell. Bland and interested in cock, I want to say. That, that's, that's how I've found that it. That is the worst Yelp review I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Did you just say interested in cock? The girls. But maybe two or three of the guys. This is what happens when you give an urban planner three gin drinks. Yeah. What are you drinking there, actually? Gin, uh, gin martini. Gin martini. Dude, you've had like, and I trip. saw you drink three, and you were you seemed very comfortable when I walked up here. So there may have been a fourth in there. No, no, no. I'm fine. It was just it was just the three. Who do you Dude, sound like? Did you ever like? get drunk in planned cities, bro? <laughs> No, I think a drunk Frenchman <laughs> like, put this one just together. One big driving lane. <laughs> do, you, do you sound like Groucho Marx? Is that what it is? I think maybe I look like Groucho Marx. No, you sound like. Do, listen to you. Do I sound say, like Groucho Marx? I'm getting some feedback. I, I look. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I sound look like, like somebody. Like I can't put my finger on it. But listen, we're running out of time, so we have to get back to the end of the world and the doomsday and the interlocking yeah. conspiracies before we get yeah. out of here. Michael, please answer these questions. What are they doing and why? Well, the Georgia Guidestones, I think I might have mentioned the last time I was on. Oh, I'm sorry, you have to start there again. The what? The Georgia Guidestones. Okay, what is that? They're uh, monoliths, they're granite slabs in Elberton, Georgia. In 1974, there was a man that walked into the Elberton Granite Factory, says, I represent the uh, most powerful people in the world, I'm paying cash, this is what you should build. And on these 20-foot slabs, 18 inches thick, are 10 dictates for the future of mankind that will be ruled by the elites. And the number one dictate, it's in eight different languages, states to maintain the world's population at no more than 500 million in accordance with nature. So the ultimate plan is well, indeed... screwed up right there. Oh, amen to us. We just passed 7 billion people. I was going to say, we've passed... Hold on, let's just listen. So 6.5 billion of us have to go find someplace else to live. So That's what their plan is, oh. is to go ahead and reduce the population. First, put us in a tyrannical one-world government, reduce the world population, and then they live in these, they get to live wherever the hell they want. We're captured in these cage-like well, city-states. Can I just ask states. one question? Why would you write that in stone? Why would you write that in stone? Well, why did Carol Crickley, uh, quickly no, no, write... No, just answer, me, answer my question. Why because they can, write... because they do. The hubris and arrogance well, of these people is amazing. You said that there was so, something written in stone in Georgia stone. about 500 million people. We're at roughly 7 billion. Yeah. I don't understand. So we have to get rid of the others. Why Six and a half billion of us <laughs> need to go, go somewhere else. Okay, so 
That's the first but thing. You, because some people wrote it in stone in Georgia? One guy in Alberton. Well, it's also backed up by their writings. Carol Quigley, you can, again, go back to yep. the Eugenic Society. But it's you also can look at, in, like, like, you know. We have, we have a It's science. contradicted by 7 we billion have, people. We have, hol- <laughs> feel we like have Holden, who is our, we have Holden, sure. who is our science czar, Holden. who has written a book on reducing the world's population to 2 billion. Not 500 million. No, he's he's on just, record writing. This is our science czar. Right, he's in our administration. This man has written a book. What's his name? Somebody Holden. Holden. He's and he works in the Obama administration. Yeah. As yeah. what? I just as our science there's czar. There's a lot of crazy. We have people. czars I, I just now. There's a lot of crazy people out there with crazy well, ideas. Can, can as we not evidenced, put, I don't can know, we like put right them in charge of our fucking science? Sure. Can, can we please stop but doing like, that? He wants it to be two billion people. There is seven billion. I mean, people. Jesus Christ! Can we get, why don't we just say or Hitler? Well, hey, hey, let's dig this guy. Let's put him in charge. Hey. Or Himmler. I mean, let's not put the crazy people in charge. They've been in charge before. We've got one guy now that is there saying, we want to get the world down to 2 billion people. Sorry, you know, like, you know, the rest of you got to go. Hey, 7 billion, 5 billion, 5 million. Can I I just get a couple thousand Twitter followers? (laughs) I'm at Chris True, C-H-R-I-S-T-R-E-W. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I'm at JFOD Comedy because I'm John F. O'Donnell. People call me JFOD, JFOD Comedy. So follow me and not Chris. And how are we going to make sure that <laughs> no, we're... Follow Chris, follow Chris, follow Chris. How, are we, gonna make sure, how are we going to make sure we're part of the 500 million who stay alive? And I don't get oh, Grant, we have, Grant, we're fucked. I would <laughs> rather... We might as well just forget about that. I would rather attack the small percentage, that small half of 1% of the people that are creating all this havoc and eliminate them and let us live. I mean, it doesn't take that many of us to okay. defeat them. We outnumber them a million okay, to one. Okay, okay, who do we eliminate? What, well, are, they, what are their names? I would, st- I want names. I would immediately Where start with the uh, central banks. I get rid of the Federal okay. Reserve Bank, and who's eliminate ever in charge them. of that? I mean, you, Ben Bernanke, I think. Oh, well, he meant to that. I'm good with get that. rope. Okay, so we'll get rid of him. Yes. And yes. that's Rothschilds, I, Rothschilds. Uh, Rockefellers, Morgans. Uh, let's, let's get rid of every single person who thinks that that going to the new movement at 1919 Burgundy in New Orleans is a bad idea. Okay. We'll get rid of them. And there's probably nobody in this room, right? Everybody in this room? <laughs> no, we're all for the new movement theater. Shit! Listen, you guys. Okay, so Michael, <laughs> anyone, we have to get out of here. Anyone listening to this who mm. wants to protect themselves and be part of the 500 million who make it, how do we survive? Well, we survive by stopping the people that are trying to kill us. We, we ask we why they're them. putting fluoride in kill, water. Kill them. Why Would you put a date on it? Is there, is there a date when... Well, I mean, it's like happening three now. Months, I mean, they're months? poisoning us now. So, I mean, they're going to okay. do it as soon as they can. Right. Okay, that wasn't the question. So, the question is how do, how do we protect ourselves from these evildoers? Well, oh. indeed, you... Uh, we, do we kill them? Or do we have a revolution? Do we... Well, it's easy enough to... Non-compliance to is one way. Knowledge and non-compliance. Know what they're doing. Oh, no, know how to defund them. And just don't comply don't with them. The only reason they get away with the stuff they do is because we don't question it. Start questioning. Start questioning it. I think that's a great way to end the show. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Michael Dubare, the conspiracy factualist. Chris True. Comedian and Thank co-owner you. of the here, New here, Movement Theatre. John F. O'Donnell, the sixth funniest person in New York and the funniest person <laughs> in New Orleans tonight. Jeremy Walton, who is an urban planner. Thank you so much, all of you guys, for joining us. Our show is produced by Mindy Hawes. 
Hey, what happened to the rest of my credits? Oh, here they are. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Our music director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and link to the real world is Cliff Brigden. Mitch Foreman is playing the piano right now. That's the theme that he wrote. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay relatively sober for an hour, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show has been recorded live at the Coltons Hotel. You can check out our other happy hours on our website as long as, as well as our other shows. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. And True of the Game with the fabulous Chris True and Tammy Nelson. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. From Mitch Foreman on piano, I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us on Happy Hour. We'll see you back here again next time.